<laughs> True. <laughs> uh, this is what we don't hear in the episode because I usually cut all this out. Uh, yeah, so not did, always. So Thank did you guys see the? Uh, they dropped the uh, uh, pictures for the Lego N1 Starfighter Mando Edition. All right. Well, you took one of my news topics. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was awesome. I already have it pre-ordered. They uh, come with a. It comes with a Peli. Uh, Moto action figure, but no furry Jawa. I was kind of disappointed. I'm brutally yeah. disappointed. Oh, ouch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I appreciate you constantly posting all that stuff and spending my money for me, too. I know, right? I can't help it. But um, I've resisted so far. That makes one of us. So what were you saying, DB, about uh, Bieber saving... Uh, Tim Hortons? Yeah, something about Bieber saving Tim Hortons because their profitability was down so bad during the pandemic. I don't wow. know. Was he serving behind the counter or uh, well, it is a Canadian company. It is a Canadian company, isn't it? It is, eh? Wow. So I guess he he really is their baby, baby, baby now. No. Oh, oh God. <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll get we'll, I, we'll I was, get into the I episode. Was, I was trying to stay quiet. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Hyperspace Heroes podcast. This is Brown Leader signing in. Who else do we have tonight? Brown two, Brown four signing in. So we have a special guest tonight. We have CJ from uh, the podcast, the Star Wars Skinny, and um, he is joining us tonight as we. Uh, move on in a post Book of Boba Fett era, era. and uh, CJ, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about your you and uh, and your show. Yeah, my podcast called the Star Wars Skinny. Uh, I, I do I call it the Star Wars Skinny because I like to get skinny before I give the skinny, uh, like give the inside information about Star Wars. It's not like a leak show or anything. I do like more deep dives into topics, characters. Um, but I'll play some Beat Saber on my Oculus before uh, beforehand, kind of impose attacks on myself so that I can't just talk about Star Wars without any uh, trade-off. So uh, my main audience, I, my brother and sister don't live as close to me anymore, and they're who I always talk about Star Wars with. So to keep the family close, I'm just going to project all my Star Wars thoughts uh, into their ears from states away. So the, the side effect is now a bunch of other people are going to have to hear my thoughts too. Awesome. Very cool. I've enjoyed listening to your thoughts, so keep it up. Thank you. Yes. I think we all listened to your uh, episode from Saturday about the update on the comics with Boba, featuring Boba. Um, I also listened to your uh, the short one you did about the Yoda's lightsaber. So uh, did a lot of really good research on that one. I was very impressed. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite kind of format, I think. Just kind of just taking like one quick topic, dive in deep on it, talk about Yoda's lightsaber for just 10 minutes, because that's all you really can talk about Yoda's lightsaber for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, we have a question that we normally ask all guests, uh, which is, what does Star Wars mean to you? Does it mean to me? I did think about this one, uh, because you gave me a little bit of a heads up, and I, I came up with F's. You got five F's to give. Uh, the first one is family. I mean, it's one big story. <laughs> it's one big story about a family, uh, a complicated family. Uh, and then that's, I mean, I'm, I'm younger. I'm 24. So 
I, I was born just before the prequels. My dad introduced me to Star Wars, probably through the original trilogy, but my first like Star Wars memories were with the prequels. Like I, um, I think my first movie in theaters was Attack of the Clones. My first maybe memory period is I was watching the Phantom Menace, like the big Gungan battle versus the battle droids, and my dad was chasing a, a bird around the house because the bird had gotten in the big net. So <laughs> it's been there from day one uh, from my perspective. Um, I had five Fs, didn't I? Uh, I think I wrote them <laughs> yeah. down. Two is fear. As a child, I, I was afraid of everything in Star Wars, you know, the big good versus evil fight. I think that was always with me is that, you know, I'm afraid of something when I was a kid. I, I would turn to Star Wars. Uh, three, it has to be fun. Four, I really like the Force and all the mystical sides of Star Wars. And then five, I just really like the fandom. As, as complicated as the fandom can get sometimes, it's always... It's such a big fandom and people are really like really passionate and that can be good or bad in some cases but it's been fun uh, interacting with people yeah, that's fantastic we could do a whole episode off those five f's that is fantastic that's another yeah, have, that have, six. Yeah, we, can, we can go on go on about that <laughs> i'm gonna have to call this episode the f an episode <laughs> <laughs> so well, very cool, very cool, um, and yeah, as as you've seen on Twitter, because uh, we've we've talked a little bit on Twitter, you can yeah that fandom part, that fifth one is, uh, you can see how easily it shifts and moves, and I, I think my favorite part of the fandom is the people that complain about the people complaining, and that oh, always me? that mm. that always makes me <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we brought you on tonight. Uh, we wanted to dive a little deeper, uh, like I said, post-Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. And in the Book of Boba Fett, they introduced Black Chrysanthemum, which, very cool character, very cool look, um, and but none of us had ever really had any experience with because we're... Uh, Scruffy and DB have, uh, you know, they've got quite a bit of the original run of the Marvel uh, Star Wars comics uh, back in the, the, the original runs, um, but none of us have really gotten into the modern era of uh, Star Wars comics. So we wanted to bring you on to uh, uh, kind of bring us up to speed and bring any of our listeners up to speed that may not be current on Star Wars comics. Um, so you'll be our, our resident comic expert to kind of give us the skinny on modern Star Wars comics and uh, how you think they might impact the the Star Wars universe, Star Wars canon, that kind of thing. See, I worked that in for you. <laughs> yep. Time for the skinny. Uh, no, I was going to start just at the beginning and and say like comics have been around since the original run, but you guys you guys sure know that. So like it started with the Marvel comics in 1977, along with the movie. I think eventually the. The license went over to Dark Horse for a while, and then it came back to Marvel in around 2015 when Disney bought Star Wars. And the real special thing about the current like Marvel comics is that just like the books and everything that have came has come out in the like Disney era is all canon. It's all part of the same continuity. So we're able to pull characters that appear in comic books and continue their stories on screen, just like uh, Black Chrysanthemum, Santi. Uh, my family calls them the spooky wookie. Um, <laughs> I, I just really love in, in uh in Solo, the way that uh, John Favreau's character, the, the little monkey-looking guy with a bunch of arms, Rio, I love how he says Wookie, sleep in a Wookie's lap. Wookie. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That was awesome. <laughs> in uh, 2015, this is when they started pumping out comics. Uh, there were a lot of like one-shots and miniseries, but there were two like main runs. And that was the Star Wars run, so following your like, original trilogy characters, and then your Darth Vader run. And they both took place concurrently or uh, between episodes four and five. And you get to tell stories about Luke finding out what it means to be a Jedi, Leia learning how to lead the Rebellion, Han and Chewie becoming Rebellion heroes. Uh, and then Darth Vader kind of dealing with the repercussions of having the Death Star blown up on his watch. So kind of see how those characters, if there were, was like a Clone Wars type TV show that took place between four and five, this is the kind of stuff that it would cover. Um, those two runs crossed over at times. And eventually you had the Darth Vader comic go on for a while. And then a character from the Darth Vader comic became more popular than Darth Vader. And that was Dr. Aphra. She got her own, her own run and became like... She kind of took over that Darth, Darth Vader dark side kind of thing, and then they crossed over a couple more times. So that was the original set of comics that came out from Marvel, and that's where Black Crescent first appeared. So I think it was the story of Darth Vader looking for the, the kid that blew up the Death Star. He had heard a kid from Tatooine had done it, so he went to Tatooine, met with Jabba the Hutt, tried to find him. Jabba gave him some bounty hunters and gave him Boba and Black Crescent, and uh, he used them to hunt down Skywalker. So any questions no, so far on what went on in that period? Yeah, go ahead. So everything 2015 to current is still considered canon then? Yeah, I mean, I think the lines have been muddied a little bit just because they came out with like that Star Wars Visions project. So like the the anime, I don't think we're supposed to fit those into continuity and there's always those, right. those Lego specials that come out too. But yeah, every like comic book and uh, book that has come out we're supposed to consider part of the same continuity. I was going to ask you about Dr. Afra because, you know, not, not having read the comics, and I, I've seen action figures and all kinds of things spawned by Dr. Afra. She seems to be uh, a pretty popular character. In one of your, your earlier episodes, you had described her as like the, the Indiana Jones of Star Wars, and I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, she's, she's all about hunting down artifacts in her first, like, issue she's i think there's a scene where there's like a big boulder rolling at her there's one where someone says that these artifacts need to go in a museum and then she says no they belong in an armory so she's a little bit different she's willing to use these <laughs> artifacts um in the star wars universe artifacts are i think my favorite part about the, the afro run is like there's always something weird and mystical and forcey like there was like some force sensitive fungus that was attaching itself to like it it had once attached itself to a Jedi way back in the day, and now it's haunting the space station. Just really wacky stuff, and that's something that you'll get across all comics in Star Wars and other places. You'll get like crazy off-the-wall stuff because it's you know you can draw it instead of having to actually build it out on set. But uh, I, I think they're especially wacky and, and fun on the Afro side of things. Do you think we'll ever see her in a live action? I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's bound to happen because, like, like you said, she's getting action figures. She's like one of the biggest comic characters. I would have guessed if if you if you were to ask me who's the first comic character to jump from the comics to live action, I would have guessed Afro before Black Crescenton. I would have guessed a lot of people before Black Crescenton. He's not as big in the comics as I mean, he's a big guy. He's he's a big Wookie, but uh, he's not like the biggest comic character out there. So it, it was surprising to see him, and I was happy to see him. But yeah, I think Afro would be. A good bet um, and she could be in anything too i mean she's 
she's young at the beginning of like the original trilogy, so she could be in our Mandoverse timeline. She could be like in Obi Wan show, perhaps. Um, yeah, she could she could appear anywhere, and she would work against any other characters because she started in like a Darth Vader comic. Eventually, when she got her own, she was running with the Rebels at times, bounty hunters at times. She she fits with everybody. She's a true mercenary then. True mercenary, yeah. There's there's times where you don't know like where she's gonna fall. Like if the Empire and the Rebels are in the same room, like she'll probably stab them both in the back somehow. But she's she's out <laughs> for herself, and she's got fun side characters that she's loyal to. But um, yeah, yeah, she's unpredictable, and it's and it's fun to watch her um, or to read about her adventures and exploits. Wow. Now that Darth Vader series she came from, that was the 2020 run, right? That was the 2015 run, so that was still in the 2015. Like, in between episode 4 and 5 period. So Vader was hunting down, trying to find Luke Skywalker, trying to find the kid that blew up the Death Star. Um, and then he kind of used Aphra to kind of build up an empire of his own within the Empire because Palpatine at this point was mad at him for getting the Death Star blown up, so Palpatine was looking to replace Vader. I don't know if he actually would have done it, because the, his replacements were, were scrubs. There was like a, a Admiral Akbar on a General Grievous body. It was some really wacky designs and guys that could not have taken Darth Vader, but um, Aphra was really instrumental in helping like Vader take down these guys and build up build up all the power that he needed. Like She helped him excavate like a Geonosian tomb that had like battle droids that they could use um a big part of it was finding something called the triple zero matrix which is like an ancient droid ai that they put into a protocol droid um and it became like her main sidekick of course all of her comics uh and it's like a an evil c-3po so like we have an evil chewbacca with black or Satan. we have an evil c-3po with red eyes and like black metal he loves to torture people there's also an evil r2d2 bt1 as well so, so it's kind of like the, the mirror universe in the other franchise that we don't talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm I, just I trying to get. I can't speak to it because there, we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Good answer. I, I just try to rile up Scruffy every show with something about that other franchise. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you go ahead and go to Motor City Comic Con, and you can get it. You can get. <laughs> Shatters Don't start me on Motor City Comic Con because Chris Eccleston's going to be there now too, and I'm kind of disappointed I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I digressed. Sure yeah. Uh, when did Doctor Afra come out then? So that was her mainline comic series started in 2016, and then if if you've done any research into like what comics are out now, like all of these comics kind of rebooted in 2020 because then they had their in between episodes five and six. Okay timeline so if, if you've seen anything that says like dr after 2020 that's that's from the reboot or i guess reboots may be the wrong word because that sounds like the right counting things but it's all within the same right. continuity uh but yeah okay, so that, vader that, had that, that clears that up then yeah because all i'm finding is information on 2020 but i could have sworn they were around a lot longer than that it, it's just like marvel yeah, comics the number one spell different spider-man right uh, how many Spider-Mans have there been? How many, you know, uh, X-Men launches have there been? How many, you know, and it's all, yeah. So I can, not quite a reboot, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, because everyone's going to go out and buy that number one 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're talking about the modern uh, Disney era now. Um, what's your knowledge base going back to the 90s Dark Horse? Are you a fan? So I did... I did my research for my Book of Boba episode, or my uh, Boba Fett comics episodes. I had to establish my comic credibility so I could appear on your podcast. Um, but yes, I did read some of it more from like the Boba perspective. I read Dark Empire, which I think that was put out by Dark Horse, and that was some wild, wacky stuff. That I really enjoyed. Dark at least Empire the first was Dark the Empire. first. Yeah, they were the, that was the first series that came out from uh, Dark Horse, uh, 91-ish, I believe. Um, and, and I have to agree with you, it's wild stuff. <laughs> it's wild. I enjoyed it, how wild it was. One of my Fs is fun, and if, if I'm having a fun time, then it's it's fine by me. My experience with the other Dark Horse stuff, I think, is limited. I think there's a little bit of a, a lag here, uh, so sorry about that. But uh, I'd, I'd have read like a lot of the like Clone Wars era Dark Horse stuff. Like I think there was a lot that came out like in between Revenge of the Sith and before Disney bought Star Wars. So a lot of like Darth Vader hunting down Jedi, that was fun. I think there was some Darth Maul stuff in there that I enjoyed as well. But yeah, as far as like the the original Dark Horse stuff, I haven't been as uh, familiar with. Yeah, the original Dark Horse stuff was kind of a wild west as was all Star Wars somewhere between 91 and 99 when the prequels came out. It was there was no cohesiveness to it, and that's what kind of what I was curious about your opinion. Because uh, there were some good stories, but they don't necessarily uh, fall in continuity-wise, especially now that it's all branded Legends. Yeah, from my understanding, like at the same time that Dark Empire came out, that was when like the, the book trilogy, the Thrawn Heir to the Empire trilogy came out, and I feel like the rest of Legends continuity kind of went more with that one, or they tried to fit them together. I'm not super clear on it, but counting all the Skywalker children that happened uh, solo and Skywalker children that came out of all those books. It makes my mind explode. I'd, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe that's why Disney whittled it down to just Ben Solo. Oh, I'm glad they did. Yeah. I mean, maybe you guys <laughs> love that stuff, but I, yeah, I had a cousin that would like I'd, at, at Christmas, he would tell me all about the Skywalker kids. And I'm like, I'd, I'd have no interest in this at all. He like was drawing out a whole family tree. So I was never one to really get into that stuff. When when there were dark times in Star Wars, I think uh, I, I was younger and I really stuck to just like I played a lot of like the video games, the, the like Lego video games. The I think there were video games that came out for Revenge of the Sith and probably a Clone Wars era one too. That was that was more my jam than getting into the books and stuff. But once Disney bought Star Wars and they said it's all gonna matter, that's that's what really got me. That's what intrigues me about the series you were just talking about, because it seems to bridge the time between Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi, and try to go from point A to point B and show you how they got there. And that wasn't always the case back in the day. Because we ended up with green rabbits out of it. Don't get ahead of me. We're going to talk about green rabbits. (laughs) The green... The Green Rabbit is back. I, I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, there are some comics where... Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to speak his name, if it's as, as big of a deal, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Jack oh, no, has returned somehow. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the story. That's more in, like, the... There's, like, a kid's run of comics called Star Wars Adventures. I'm, you have it. Oh, there it is. Andy's on the cover. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I just bought bought some of that stuff, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. But uh, yeah, Jackson the Rabbit, good times. So, do you think Jackson will ever make a live appearance on any of the TV shows? I think I think we're gonna get a lot of content in Star Wars, and they're gonna milk some of this comic stuff because. Oh, God. Oh, I, I think it's inevitable, and I know that there's there's a Star Wars author that's writing some of the High Republic stuff that is obsessed with Jackson the Rabbit. Uh, I think it's oh, Kevin Scott. Really? Is it Kevin and, Scott, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Kevin Scott, if he ever is involved in a Star Wars project around the time that Jackson the Rabbit was around, like Rebellion era, it, it's gonna he's going to be back. I mean, well, let's, so. let's go ahead and ask the real question here. <laughs> that's the real question I mean is it possible to quantify how great Jackson the Rabbit is <laughs> and how disappointed were you that he did not show up in Boba Fett <laughs> oh. if they could just see how hard we're laughing right now <laughs> I can see the, I'm sure they can hear my eyes roll okay <clears throat> I say I say that in jest because Jackson's become a soft spot with me because have you read the old Marvel series? I did read some of it. I'm I'm prepping yeah, I'm prepping uh, a episode on Valence who shows up in that series, the like Terminator oh, looking guy. The cyborg. Cuz he's oh, he's yeah. back. Yeah, he's back in the comics too, so he's one of my Is he? He's one oh. of my picks for someone that can be back in in live action, yeah. So that's in the, the 2020 run. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of great stuff in, in the original Marvel <laughs> series. But for those those of us old enough to uh, have lived it, it was awesome to carry us through when there was no movies. You know, there was three years is a long time between movies. Um, but there are good characters like Valance, um, Jackson, obviously, the oh. Tag family. The Tag family's from... Those two. Uh, roughly, roughly issues thirty to thirty-five. Yeah. Interesting, because they're back in the, the latest uh, run of Doctor Afra, the twenty twenty one. Oh, that's that's awesome oh, to hear. Cool. Yeah, and I, I mean, I hadn't paid too much attention because I, I felt like I was missing something, like I had missed some comics. So I, I don't know if I have much familiarity with them but yeah she was like doing jobs for them there was just more like artifacts that one of the, the tag family members was after so she was running with them and stabbing them in the back it was a fun time but i think they're they're starting to be a bigger deal in comics yeah there was a whole plot line where they were trying to uh remove vader from power it's, it's, it's a you know for what it was you know 40 some years ago it was it was good stuff comics were a different different era back then and if you want to see other rabbits read the the higher up uh, higher issues from 80 on up i think when they meet the hoojibs which are telepathic rabbits so oh boy see that sounds like fun that's one of my f's and, uh, <laughs> yeah, i'll have yeah, to yeah. dive into that and if y'all think i'm taking this way too seriously we're having fun here uh yeah we are taking it way too serious that's your serious <laughs> face okay uh-huh yeah yeah when it comes to rabbits he he don't mess around let's say he's he's digging his rabbits uh, tricks are for kids oh, <laughs> he really did not just go there 
All right, and there's the dark point for the day. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'll shut up. I'm monopolizing this. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody. So that, I kind of summarized, like, the initial 2015, like, surge in between 4 and 5. Uh, and then in 2019, they stopped all that. They stopped their pre-Empire Strikes Back stories, and they came out with... Um, a lot of just one shots about like 24 different characters. They're trying to decide who's going to be writing the next part of Marvel or part of the, the Star Wars line. So they had like 24 different comics by 24 different creators. We got to see like one shots for all of your favorite characters from all three trilogies. Um, and this is really when things opened up more around the sequel trilogy as well, because Rise of Skywalker come out. We, we've seen the, the mysteries surrounding Luke and Kylo. All that's been revealed, so they're able to come out with the rise of Kylo Ren, which is like how Ben Solo became Kylo Ren. So they're actually able to tell like consequential stories in these comics, which was maybe my critique of that 2015 run, because you're getting all your favorite characters in between four and five, but they're not doing like the most important of things. It's more like we can't, I don't know, like we can't step on the toes of any other projects, uh, projects. But I think in 2019, 2020 is when we start getting like really big stories in the comics. So, so how many how many different series are there out there right now? Between 2015 and current? Oh, like, so all the 2015 ones have wrapped up because they all stopped in 2019, but there were three or four that took place before then, like full-on series. And then there's mini-series all over the place, but um, there was Star Wars, there was Darth Vader, there was Dr. Aphra, and then they did another Darth Vader during that time, which was like in between episodes three and four, because everyone wanted to see Darth Vader hunting down Jedi again. It seems like everyone wants to see that in their comic books. Uh, so those are like the original four series. And then now we have four that are ongoing and crossing over with each other, and that's the 2020 runs. So that's Star Wars again, our main characters, minus Han, because he's in Carbonite for in between five and six now. Uh, we've got Darth Vader, we've got Dr. Aphra again, and then we have the Bounty Hunters comic, which is uh, Valence, or Valence, how, how, you probably know how to say it better than I do. Um, uh, I've always said it, Valence, but... I don't know, could, could be either way. It's it's Han Han, same, same as everything in Star Wars. Uh, but So yeah, now we have like a Bounty Hunters run of comics as well. And all of these met up and formed like the biggest crossover event that they've done since Disney bought Star Wars, and that was the War of the Bounty Hunters. And that was really tied in with Boba Fett and his journey delivering Han Solo's carbonate body to Jabba the Hutt. So, if I want to get all these, I need to take a second mortgage out on my house? Or, should I say my, my wife's house? <laughs> my collection here, yeah, it's quite a lot. And, I mean, I would recommend, this isn't a plug or anything, but... Marvel Unlimited, it's, it's basically like a streaming service for comics where I, I don't remember how much I pay. It's like six, seven bucks a month and you get all of the Star Wars and Marvel like superhero comics on a six month delay. So you can stream them from your phone. You can download them to your phone or iPad. But um, that's that's typically how I keep up with the new stuff is I just stay on a six month lag. And then if there's anything I really like, I'll, I'll go and buy it. So I, I have it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm old school, though. I got to have it in my hand. Yeah, that I found... newfangled technology, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> I haven't gone and, like, bought, like, individual issues. I kind of wait for, like, the trade paperbacks because those are a little bit more sturdier. I guess I don't like the really flimsy um, 
feel like you're gonna rip like the traditional like magazine issues but yeah yeah, like and that's probably what i'll end up doing is going after the that multi-issue book as yep. opposed to trying to hunt down yeah, these, every single, like, trade paper every single issue. There's some of them here, and they're pretty nice. Like, when there is a crossover event, sometimes they'll do, like, a mini-series where they'll, they'll just have everybody's comics on War of the Bounty Hunters, like, in one book or in a couple books. Um, so once everybody crossed over in that War of the Bounty Hunters time, I think, um, yeah, like, all of, all of these different characters got their hands on Han Solo at one point, so you're always getting a story about, oh, when Darth Vader had Han Solo for a little bit, or when, like, our, our Leia had Han Solo and Carbonite for a little bit. It really changes how you watch the movies, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, Han Solo's here in Jabba's throne room, but, like, how did he get there? There was this whole adventure. Um, if you are going to read these comics, maybe I won't spoil, like, the big uh, zinger from, from that comic book, but there's a character that shows up that uh, has history with Han Solo and is... Um, kind of being reintroduced to the comics world and people were speculating this character would be in the Book of Boba Fett. Who, who's the character? Kira. Can I spoil it? No. Kira, yep. So from spoil Solo, she uh, is heading up Crimson Dawn, the the crime syndicate from from Solo, and they're the ones that eventually end up with, with Han Solo's carbonite body, and then there's this big auction with all of like the crime families there, and they're going to auction them off and that's like the big set piece of the the miniseries we were all speculating that, that Kira would make an appearance in Book of Boba yeah I, well, that's my number one bet for like who's I guess I just already said my number one bet was Afra, but like if I if I got to rescind that I would say my number one bet is Kira <laughs> because she's she's been back and she's getting her own like comic series just like everyone else and I feel like there's a lot of desire from fans like everyone's speculating oh she's got to come back in the book of boba fett she's got to come back in this like i feel like the fan desire the the demand is there we'll see if they give it to us or if they make us wait well not only in uh book of boba but even like bad batch you know there's just so much potential for tie in there as well now that kira is that crimson rain Yep, Crimson Rain, which I have not started yet because I'm still on my six-month delay. But I think there's two issues out now. That the kind of uh, that that caught my attention. I'd like to read that for sure. Yeah, that looks good. It's all about like, I think it's about Kira and how Crimson Dawn has like spies throughout the whole Empire, like within the Rebellion, within the Empire, within other crime syndicates. So it's, I think it's centered around her, but it's about all of like these. These spies all around. You know, tying in here, um, the world doesn't know this until now, but when I was about 11 years old, I wrote my own story of how they actually got Han Solo back. I, I This is not a lie. I drew my own comic book, and Chewbacca and Lando saved saved Han. They they boarded Slave One and, and took Han. And it, it's never been published, and I just don't understand why, but... <laughs> Uh, what, awesome. I, what I want to know is why I don't have an autographed copy of that in my collection. Exactly. I, I, I don't even know if it exists anymore. I would have to uh, raid my parents' basement, which is different yeah. than my wife's basement where I am now. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you know, Scruff, I think Rural Farm Boy is going to be really happy because I think DB took back the nerd points for this episode. Oh, without a doubt. 
Without a doubt. I, I think Brown Leader's going to send me off on a mission just to get rid of me pretty soon, so I no, might be out of this episode. No, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. no your own. mission is to go find that comic book. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that comic book would be 40 years old now. I don't know where it would be. So. It's legends. It's in your parents' basement. It happened before 2015. <laughs> it's Legends. Yes. Legends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would fall under legends now. Very cool. Can I can I ask a, a question? Um, I read recently that Dark Horse is getting the license back. Does that mean Marvel yep. will no longer do it, or will they be splitting duties? They're getting the license from the comic book that you just held up, the Star Wars Adventures. So the like the kids focused IDW one is going to be transferred to Dark Horse, who had traditionally done like the really gritty more like adult comic books, so it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with that, because I would guess they'll do some stuff aimed for kids, but I'm guessing they're going to want to do like their their uh, traditional stuff as well. But Marvel will still have like the main the main crew. Okay. So I was curious if they're trying to keep consistency now in the new era, how they would manage to do that, because Dark Horse and Marvel are just night and day in what they do. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will be interesting, especially in uh, the, like the High Republic initiative that's going on, like the books and their, their comics associated with that. And there's like their own line of like a mainline Marvel series and a mainline IDW Adventures series. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that because I know there's a lot of fans of that that series that hopefully that that doesn't get all wrapped up in. They'll be on to completely different things with the IDW or with the uh, Dark Horse series, but yeah, we'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Because the more the more comic creators working on Star Wars, the better. Just I'm 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 down for more comics, but you have to get a new streaming service to find the the Dark Horse stuff. So what's good? What's a good series to start with based on what's coming out on Disney? I mean, you talked about the Doctor Aphra, the Vader, and I know there's a new Obi Wan series coming out. Right about the same time as the new Obi Wan series on Disney. Yeah, if we're just looking ahead to like what's coming out next, so Kenobi and or Mando season three, I think. Yeah, like that that Kenobi series that they just announced, it's gonna be like another mini series, like six issues. I would say if you want your Obi Wan kick, there are other mini series that already exist. Like there's one about him and Anakin uh, and their relationship, I think. Even in the 2015 like mainline Star Wars run, there's sprinkled through the 75 issues of that. I think there are probably like five or six issues uh, called the Journals of Obi Wan Kenobi. So in that in that run, Luke goes back into Obi Wan's hut and he finds like a journal, and he's like reading these stories of Obi Wan's adventures, and then just sprinkled throughout, we'll just have here's an episode or uh, an issue all about Obi Wan. Rescuing uh, Owen, Uncle Owen from Black Crescent, and you get a fight between Obi Wan and Black Crescent. So, like, if you want to get like those sprinkled in Obi Wan stories, I would recommend that original Star Wars run. They might have even published like a compilation of all those journals from Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi, um, all in one trade paperback. If you can find that. Otherwise. For like the Mando Boba and Mando verse stuff, I would say 
like this Crimson Rain and War of the Bounty Hunter stuff, I would have guessed, I would have thought that would have tied a lot more into Boba Fett, just the, the show. So I have a feeling like from the the Favlo, Favro and Filoni, maybe that's their, their ship name, Favlo. Um, from that Favlo. side of things, I think. <laughs> Favlo. Like that's, that's the sixth that F. I'm like... going to write it down. That's There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Favlo. But I think they are more likely to kind of tell their own story. Like, they pull stuff in, like Black Crescent, and just... It doesn't seem like an ongoing comic run would have much to do with the stuff that they're putting out. I would imagine after it's been out for some time, maybe they'll pull it in. But I, I feel like they're kind of isolated and they're telling their own story. Uh, we haven't seen much much continuity between like a current line of comics yet. So how do you, as comics guru, see the pre-2015 stuff? And there's a lot of it out there. I mean, do you, do you enjoy it for its stories? Or do you think, man, I wish that were canon? Oh, like just anything or just the comic? Like I would say, since I haven't read a lot I mean, Dark of Dark Horse put a lot out there. Yeah. Yeah, like in going through the Boba Fett stuff, I sure enjoyed that because in my head I can... I can I would make it canon. Like, I can fit it in because it's just Boba going and hunting some bounties. Like, I can say, oh, yeah, that happened in Boba's history with the Empire. Um, I really do like all the, like I said, the Clone Wars era stuff. So, like, that, I feel like since that was all pretty recent under the, kind of a similar direction from Lucasfilm, like, anything that happened during the Clone Wars hasn't really been contradicted either. So, uh, at least anything that came out about the Clone Wars post-prequels, I guess there was probably some weird stuff in the early in the early days that wouldn't uh, fit. But I don't know. I kind of like to read it and see if I can fit it. Headcanon, whatever you call it. But sure. if I can fit it, I like it. And even if I can't fit it, it you can kind of just think of it as, oh, this is a story that was told, passed down from generation, and some things got muddy, muddied along the way. But like, if you're a big fan of like the, the Thrawn books or Dark Horse, like, yeah, maybe from a certain point of view that happened. I don't know. But I, I like to... I don't get point as of view. I like that. Yeah, like I don't get as tied to like canon and legends, and it's important. Like you shouldn't be saying like, "Oh, this happened in legends, therefore it has to happen in canon." Like there are fans like that that are a little snobby, I would say. But like I think if canon's telling their own story, um, and they can pull things from legends, that's great. But I think they can coexist, and you can kind of pick and choose while it makes sense. Excellent. So you, all of that knowledge that you have about the original Marvel Marvel run, it still matters. <laughs> well, the original Marvel run was running on limited um, knowledge because who knew it would have blown up into what it did? You know, oh, yeah. all of Star Wars. Yeah, because they had to start inventing stuff like Green Rabbits. Um, y y <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they were they uh -huh. were specifically given direction back in the day to avoid talking or to avoid many Luke Skywalker stories because, you know, George Lucas obviously knew where he was going with, with that story. Um, so they did focus a lot on Han Solo, and there's a really terrible space pirate character named Crimson Jack that you never see again. And he's flying around with no pants on in space. It's really bad. Oh, it's even, it's even eye patch. And he's purple, like it's purple, right? Yes, he does, and he's red hair. Red hair. Red. 
Yeah, I think I've seen. And then there was another That's... episode. Yeah. There, there was another comic with um, Han Solo was trapped in a cave with Jabba the Hutt, but it wasn't Slug Hut. It was a Snaggletooth-looking hut. You know, a lot of things that you can't reconcile with with. Oh, like before stuff, they, you know. Just... Yeah, like when Jabba yeah. was a human, and I remember when I was reading some of the Boba Fett stuff, Jabba was spelt like with one, or Jabba the Hut was with one T. And I think they had mentioned yep. him being a human in the comics. And I know, like, in the original version of Star Wars, he was going to be a human. Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I challenge you to go back and read Marvel number 68. Because it has a Mandalorian 68. on the cover. And it's not Boba Fett, unfortunately. They teased mm. us all. 68? Pretty sure it was issue 68. It was kind of a... It, it came to me when you were talking a little bit ago about... Um, them all trying to get Han Solo back when he was in Carbonite and how he passed hands and stuff. And this was a whole story about them looking for Han Solo and they came across who they thought was Boba Fett, but it was not. It was another Mandalorian who ended up getting a further backstory in the, in the Dark Dark Horse. Fen Shaisa. This one it had Dengar so. too. Like Dengar was trapped in a cage and they had yeah. the... It was like Leia and C-3PO. Correct. Yeah, I think that was my first... One that I covered. They did in my, resurrect my comic that character. Episode. I was like, yeah, I do remember that issue because I was excited about that character, and of course, yeah, it wasn't Boba Fett. It was a bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they had him like dressed in like the same colors too, like because because all Mandalorians must dress like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, his first appearance of Boba Fett was issue forty-two, right? Yeah, in the adaptation of Empire, yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of so, covered like, CJ, the whole you said you... Disney. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you said you'd had some uh, additional notes how you wanted to kind of tie in the uh, what was going on with the Underworld stuff. Oh, I mean, I don't have anything specifically. I, I think I was just saying, like, there's, there's now, like, these comic... These comic runs, like War of the Bounty Hunters and Crimson Rain that are... I could see being a lot more of a, a closer tie to like the underworld side of things that we'll that we'll see in like the book of Boba Fett season two if there is one or the Mandalorian. But I think we we've talked or about even that. Bad the, Batch season two. Or Bad Batch, wherever that goes. I'm I'm excited about that. And that's pretty open what do you call that? Like a blue sky like they have all this time before the original trilogy. We got we have a lot of time to tell that story, so I'm excited to see where those characters go. Yeah, we, we we talked about that when we did our Bad Batch review episodes, and we talked about kind of where it seemed like they were definitely going the underworld route because, you know, they had turned into mercenaries. Uh, they were the uh, the B team in space. And, uh, or no, or did we call them the A team? We called them the A team. You guys were the A holes at the time, and, too, right? So, yeah. We were. And we're, still we're, still, we're still A holes, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My, my apologies. <laughs> uh, we, we don't let go. We don't let go of our roots. Um, Once an a hole, always an a hole. That's right. Amen. <laughs> and you're so. an honorary a hole, so <laughs> <laughs> by association. So, yeah. Yep, by association. So yeah, we had talked about that because with the pikes and uh, the what do we call her, Roz, uh, or Sid's character, and 
Um, you know, it just seemed to be going that way because, and it had the the one horn Deva. Uh, oh, what was his name? Devaronian. Yeah, Devaronian, the one horn oh, yeah. guy. Um, so yeah, we we definitely thought you know, and it would be a good arc for them to go as characters, you know, because again, it's an under undeveloped area in terms of on screen. I've got a. I've got a fun Bad Batch connection comics-wise for you. Like, we haven't seen them in the comics. Like, we don't see, we don't see like, main characters from current shows really pop in because, like I said, with the Filoni Favreau stuff, like, you probably don't want to step on their storytelling toes. But uh, before they brought the Bad Batch back, because uh, it was, like, an unfinished animatic in the original Clone Wars, uh, before they brought them back in Clone Wars Season 7, they had already brought similar characters into the Star Wars 2015 run. There was, like, a a group of, like, five Imper- Imperial Stormtroopers that there's, like, a big guy like Wrecker, there's, like, a, a guy that kind of looks like Tech, and they're villains against our original heroes in, um, in between Episodes 4 and 5. One guy has, like, a lightsaber. Uh, I think you could... I don't think that's spoiling the Bad Batch because I bet they're just completely different characters at this point. But at that time, and they didn't know that they were going to bring back the Bad Batch. They're like, oh, well, we have this great idea of an A-team in space. Let's just put them in this comic book because Clone Wars was canceled. So they put them in there and then um, they never gave them names. They're under helmets for the most part. I think the leader you see without the helmet a couple times. But yeah, it's just interesting that they, they didn't count that as... They didn't do enough with them to, to warrant like no more Bad Batch, so glad that they didn't go and overboard. Which series with that was stuff. that it? That was in just like the mainline Star Wars. Oh really? Series, yeah. It was I, f- I forget how they were introduced. I think it was Luke Skywalker was looking for Jedi and he ends up like in this he finds this hut that has a bunch of lightsabers. Hut Slug Hut, not Hut where he found a journal about Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Um, and he's asking him about the Jedi, and this guy ends up, like, making him a gladiator. Like, he enslaves him to be a, a gladiator, and he has to fight against, like, monsters, like, rancors and stuff. And his trainer for all this is is this guy. And he's like, oh, this guy is good with a lightsaber. And then it turns out this guy is, was a spy for the Empire, and he's the, like, leader of this Bad Batch. Or I think they called them Task Force 99, so not Clone Force 99, Task Force 99. Uh, he was the leader of this group, and he hunted them down, like, over probably the next ten issues. They were just, like, the bad guys in the shadows. Huh. Very, very cool. So let's get back to your... I, we've touched on several of them, but you, uh, your your list of ten, you mentioned you had a list of ten characters. Yeah. You can see jumping from the comics to the screen. And I put together this list last week. When you, when you invited me on, so let's let's see what I wrote. I think my number one pick, according to my list, so even if I said Aphra earlier, my number one pick was Kira, and we've, we've talked about her a bit. Number two was Valence, or Valence, Han, Han Han, we've talked about him. Um, and my third was Dr. Aphra, so I like I said, I think she can fit into anything, wherever, wherever we can fit her, the better. Uh, and then I think the rest of them we haven't talked about, so my uh, four through ten. So number four, uh, I'm sure as, as fans of like the Dark Horse stuff, and I'm sure you're familiar with everything that came out in the Dark Times. I think Shizor. That's my like, that's my home oh, run. Yeah. I want Shizor to show up. I still haven't read uh, Shadows of the Empire, but I, I think that's a character. If we're talking about crime syndicates, like 
we haven't seen like the head of Black Sun yet, so that could be a fun one in Boba or maybe Ahsoka, because I I think in those maybe you guys would know better, but I think there was history like with Force sensitive people. Like, he and Leia had some creepy thing going on. Creepy thing is the right way to describe that. <laughs> All right, perfect. Creepy thing, yes. Um, let's see, what's my next one? I'm gonna save that one for last. That one's that one's a deep cut. Next one, it's technically not a comic character. Uh, he appeared in flashbacks in The Rise of Skywalker. But Ochi of Bestoon, the the guy that they find his bones in his ship in the desert, in the sinkhole, and we find out in flashbacks that he killed Ray's parents. That guy is hilarious in the comic books. He's like a sidekick to Darth Vader in the latest Dark Darth Vader run. Like Vader's... What is he doing in that run? He's trying to find Exegol because the Emperor is like... He's thinking about overthrowing the empire, the Emperor, but the Emperor's like, oh, I'll just lead him a trail to Exegol so I can show him my unlimited power and then make Vader submit to me. But the whole time, Vader has a sidekick. Like, he always has a sidekick. It was Afro to start. Got a couple more in there. And then Ochi of Bestoon is his latest one. And I, everything he says is just is hilarious to me. I can't think of any examples, but he's, he just seems like the happiest guy, which you wouldn't get from just one flashback in The Rise of Skywalker. So, if I had to guess where he's showing up, I'd say the Ahsoka show, because we don't really have, like, Inquisitors anymore. You need, like, some ancient Sith guy that uh, can be, like, your dark side threat for that show, maybe. In the bounty hunter? No, in the Afro, the latest Afro run, the character Dirge, he's a bounty hunter, and he appeared in like the Clone Wars micro series that came out. Yes, I think early two thousands. He was like yeah, he's like in series. a suit of armor, but he's like I don't know what you call him. He's like if you take him out of the suit of armor, he's like just an amoeba or like a bunch of I don't know what you call it, just goo. Uh, but he he showed up again just for one issue of Doctor Aphra, so he's canon now, as they say, and uh, we could see him show up in anything. Kenobi, maybe he would be, be fun, fun to head back. Yeah, he's such a visually stunning character. Just, just yeah, because of all everything he can do with the goo. Yeah, that was an interesting, uh, interesting spot in that uh, in that series. I really enjoyed yeah. that that um, Clone Wars series, the Get Any series. But he was an interesting character. Yeah, I forget what they did with him in that in that series. I'll have to rewatch it again. I think it's on Disney Plus now. But yeah, I remember. Yes. When that came out, I was watching that on. I forget where they aired it. Probably like it was. They only aired Cartoon it in like three Network. minute chunks. Cartoon Network, and I'd watch the little three minute chunks in between shows. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Obi Wan blew him up basically. Uh, from when he got swallowed, he swallowed Obi Wan. Obi Wan blew him up basically. <laughs> and then the yeah, last we see cool. of him is these puddles of goo laying on the floor, and that was it. It was over. So maybe yeah, we can still fit alive. that. We can fit that into continuity. He, he was Puddles of Goo, he reformed, and now we're seeing him again. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That works. Yeah, that's better than just saying it didn't happen. Somehow, Dirge survived. <laughs> hey, if Boba Fett can somehow survive. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's like Star Wars in to its core now. Like, no one's ever really gone. If Palpatine can still survive, yeah, Dirge is there. Yeah, if there's any question about Cad Bane, like, I, I don't think he's alive, but, like, in ten years or so, we'll see him back again, and 
we won't blink an eye because it's just part of Star Wars now. Nobody dies. Filoni, Filoni will need him for a storyline, and they'll bring him back in somehow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, let's see, who else do I got? I think I'm on. Let's call the seven uh, in the two characters. It's Poe Dameron's parents. They're a big part of the current Star Wars run, so the Star Wars 2020 run. Um, it seems like just like Ben Solo, Poe Dameron was conceived right after the second Death Star blew up. So uh, our, our baby boomers of Star Wars, Poe and and uh, Ben Solo. But these characters, like they, like it's he's like a ground troop. Like he was on the ground on Endor, and she was like an A-wing pilot. Um, and then they're kind of separated throughout this comic series, and it's still ongoing, but there was a book uh, about Poe Dameron's, like, career as a spice runner, and we learned that his mom isn't in the picture anymore, whether she's dead or they separated. So, like, I want to know what happens with that. I think the, the incidents where uh, they're no longer a couple would be around the time of The Mandalorian, so if we get, like, that Rangers of the New Republic show, if that's still happening, maybe uh, seeing those characters there. couple more cool. yeah i got death stick so i said a fun villain for ahsoka could be death stick and seeing that in my notes now it sounds like i, I think it would be fun if ahsoka was on death sticks um but i think there's <laughs> there's a character called death stick she's just, she's just a purple clad ninja that works for crimson dawn i don't know much about her because i'm six months behind but i think she's a big part of the the current the current uh, Crimson Dawn, Crimson Rain series. And she has history and like, she first appeared in like a mobile game and now she's in the comics. So they're, they're bringing her back for some reason. I'm not familiar with this character. So I'm interested in this character. But when you mm. first said Death Stick, I thought you meant the kid who tried to sell Obi-Wan Death Sticks in the bar <laughs> yeah. in episode two. So yeah, maybe he'll be This purple Kobe, villain sounds much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's uh, like a Dathomirian Zabra. Like, uh, she's like Asajj Ventress, so Ahsoka has history with Asajj Ventress. Oh. So mm. we could get another character in the Ahsoka show that uh, has a similar fighting style. That could be interesting. But yeah, her history, I, I looked into it. Maybe I'll do a full skinny on, on my podcast. But yeah, she appeared in like some mobile game that came out right when Disney bought Star Wars. And it looks like there was some story attached to that, and now she's working as one of those spies for, for Kira. And what's my next one? Maybe I'll save that one for last. My, my next one will be another spy for Kira. Uh, and again, this is just a random character that you won't know anything about. She's called Deva Lompop, or Lompop. I've never heard her name said before. But she's a character, if you have a, a device in front of you, I'd look her up, but she's like super colorful. She's got like peacock, like peacock hair and her jaw can like unhinge like a snake and she like eats people. She's a cannibal. It's really creepy stuff, but Ooh. she's like Jabba the Hutt's spy master. And I think she's been Jabba the Hutt's spy master for like hundreds of years because I think she's appearing in both the current Star Wars comics and the High Republic stuff, which is 200 years in the past. So I'm really intrigued by this character. That's my deep cut, since appear, since it seems like she can appear in anything. Devil Lump Pop is my uh, oh my deep cut guess. She looks like an 80s punk rocker. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's like super like perfect comic character, so colorful. Um, but yeah, um, she's kind of like the... There was... 
So there's the War of the Bounty Hunters series, which features like Boba and Kira for the most part, and then all these other characters. But then they also came out with like a companion series to to War of the Bounty Hunters that focused on like Job of the Huts, some of the other bounty hunters like IG-88, uh, Boosh, uh, like Princess Leia's um, disguise, the original Boosh, and then Forlom and Zuckus. So there were other comics, and she was kind of like the through line between all of those. Like she was the the person giving them their their bounties uh, throughout those episodes. So that's how I was uh, introduced to her. But it sounds like she's going to be in the the uh, High Republic book that comes out in March. So oh yeah, see what she's up to there. Sorry, I found her. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. And my last one. This is my number ten. I kind of jumped all over the place. So hopefully nobody was following along at home, but. Another <laughs> non, hopefully a non-comic character, or he's not a non-comic. Uh, Doctor Evazan. I'll just I'll just say the name. I'm sure you guys are familiar. Oh yeah. It's from the Cantina uh, in A New Hope. Uh, he has he was a big part of the Doctor Afro series somehow. Uh, the original 2016 Doctor Afro series. There was a part where her and that evil protocol droid, he like puts a bomb in both of their heads. And says you can't get more than 20 feet apart from each other. At this point, they were fighting, they, they were squabbling. So he's like, "Oh, I'll just put a bomb in both your heads, and if you guys get too far, you'll blow up." So it's like it was like five issues of them going on adventures, trying to get the bombs out of their heads while fighting <laughs> with each other, trying not. To, they were like handcuffed to each other, basically. And he was like, "That sounds like a yeah. cool storyline." Yeah, he's just like a mad scientist, and he just did this just for fun. Like the whole time, he was just watching in his apartment just watching it all happen while he was repairing Panda Baba's arm so Panda Baba has a robot arm now because <laughs> because of this comic book but I think we could see him again mostly because we're really focused on or at least in the book of Boba Fett like this whole modding thing it seems like all these modded characters got Cobb Vanth and the end credit stinger that's been a big through line in a lot of these comics he's got Valence who's basically the Terminator. He's all modded out at this point. You had the the character that was designing these other replacements for Darth Vader. Like I said, you had the, the Mon Calamari Admiral Akbar on a General Grievous body. Like There's all this like mad science going on in these comic books. So if a character comes in from the comics, it's a good chance there's, there's a modding connection. So do you think Dr. Avizan was the original modder? I think so. He's got the death sentence in 13 systems. Uh, at least by the that's the, that's what I've read most recently. The 13 systems is in the the Doctor Afra comic. I don't know what he had as of a New Hope. I, I don't have that line memorized, but uh, but yeah, that's awesome. He's probably known for it across the galaxy. Have you seen that meme where it shows that part again, and then Obi Wan responds with, "Yeah, I've got the death sentence in every system." every system and yeah i haven't seen the meme but that that's 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 good mm -hmm. i wonder if they've had adventures just i guess they had to introduce each other or he was saying he has the death sentence to to luke so that opens it up that kenobi yeah. and evazan could have could have had some history so maybe we'll see him there mm -hmm. well very cool that's a good list yeah absolutely and we'll have to see if any of those characters i could definitely see yeah, you're right. I mean, um, I think the one I'm the most intrigued by is the Devil Lompop, uh, looking at her history, you know, 
being that they could have her stretch from High Republic because she, according to Wikipedia, she was part of the Nile. And, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, that's a character. Yeah, wow, that would be a huge Easter egg to, for them to plant, you know, and stuff moving forward. And that's my favorite part about not my favorite part. I mean, it's one of my favorite parts about reading the High Republic books. It's just like you know nobody in that era because it's two hundred years ago, but you know somebody. Like, there's always like. Oh, Maz Kanata, or one of the, the Jedi from the Jedi Council. Like, I think Yariel Poof, the big Q-tip guy, is, he has a scene in those... It, it's just, like, it, it surprises you. Like, you think you're reading, like, this whole other universe sometimes because you're just... You're going to planets you're familiar with, but, like, you don't know any characters. And then all of a sudden, here comes a character like Devil Pop, where you're like, oh, yeah, I recognize her from The War of the Bounty Hunters. This is Star Wars now. Like, um, but, no, I really, really love those books, too. Very cool. Guys, you got any more questions about comics? No, I am overwhelmed and uh, but uh, got some answers to some uh, some of my questions. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's just trying to figure out, you know, where do you start? You where, do you, where, where do you where, where do you yeah, yeah I got the skinny. <laughs> yeah. Where do you start with this? Because uh, I like to read all this stuff, but that's one I didn't answer. Where to, where to start? I would say. Well, you, you, you kind of did. You touched on it a little bit with that. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, uh, you know, with the uh, the 2015 with the uh, Doctor Aphra and the Vader, and I think that kind of opens up a lot of uh, different different stories there. Yeah, I would say yeah. Start with any Doctor uh, Aphra or Darth Vader run. Like those are consistently the best, I would say, and then. The Star Wars mainline, like they they go through arcs and there's 75 issues, so there's some I don't like as much as others, but yeah, depends on what you're most interested in. If you want to know what Han, Luke, and Leia are up to, read the Star Wars run. If you want to know what the villains are up to, read the Darth Vader run. Or there's all these one shots of just there's yeah, I've got a whole stack of just random characters, you know, Darth Maul, Lando, Chewbacca, another Lando. Captain Phasma, just they, they come out with just little mini series all the time of just random characters. Well, as someone who hasn't really read comics, you know, since the original run, I'm now fascinated because, well, I can't say that I did read the early Dark Horse stuff, <clears throat> but judging by what you have educated me on tonight, I, I would definitely read the Disney era stuff just to see the storylines that we've been missing all these years um, before I go back and read the old old stuff that didn't necessarily fit in and is now Legends. So I, I appreciate the education you've given us tonight. Oh, absolutely. Help me narrow down a little bit anyway. And, and you have to let me know as soon as Jackson shows up in one of the, the new series. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, Please let us know. It'll be on a six-month delay, but yeah, I'll let you know as soon as I hear about it. <laughs> well, I'm on a six-year delay, so you're ahead of me, mm. my friend. Oh, I'll, I'll get it first. I'll, I'll have the skinny on Jackson uh, in your your podcast feed as soon as, as soon as I can. Excellent. There you go. Oh, awesome. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, CJ, for joining us tonight and uh, giving us uh, quite quite the. Uh, the the wealth of information and we really appreciate that 
Um, we're going to move on to our uh, uh, next segment, which is Collection Corner. Um, guys, what do you got? What do I got? Uh, well, I'll start us off. Uh, I have begun to sell my soul, I think. Um, I feel little bits of my person leaving me with every piece that I sell. Because I have started to sell off some of the newer collection. Because uh, I just can't, I simply just don't have the space to keep it all. So I did sell some things over the week, and um, it's painful. It hurts, and uh, every time I think about it, I'm, I go cry. So having said that, I'm going to go shed some tears here in a little bit. But uh, I don't have anything new. Just open wounds. <laughs> so, so the Oculus hasn't been purchased yet? As if yet. millions of voices suddenly oh, cried oh, out in terror. It is. <laughs> Now, the Oculus will definitely help fill that void, I'm sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, I was told no shopping no shopping during the podcast, so I didn't buy it yet. <laughs> He's got it in the cart, though. He just, that's yeah. what he hasn't told us. <laughs> well, uh, no. Putting it in the cart would be shopping. <laughs> it's on the screen right now. All i got to do is click. <laughs> click to here to put in the shopping cart. Right. Yes, there you go. DB... Uh, it was a pretty thin week for me since I bought my VIP pass to ICCC, um, but I did, I did um, finally give in and buy the four pack of Rebel Troopers to go with my uh, Tantive Four yes. hallway. <laughs> yes, thank you. Now, yeah, and actually, it just arrived yesterday, so I haven't even unpacked it. I just opened up one and looked. Um, but now I need a four pack of Stormtroopers to battle these guys. <laughs> so. But, uh, well, you need two four-packs, one to open and one to leave sealed. Stop spending my money, Scruffy. <laughs> I, uh, there, there's been one item um, online that I've been gawking at for about a week now, and I just can't bring myself to spend the money on. So hopefully somebody will have it in Nashville. But uh, it's been a thin week for me. So, And normally this is where I bounce it back to Brown Leader, but I'm going to throw it over to our guest, CJ. Do you collect it all, other than comics? Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a big action figure guy. Like, as because I do have the Lego Star Destroyer behind me, I do collect a lot of the Lego sets. So, I think my my shopping, I, I did pre-order uh, those new uh, Book of Boba sets that they came out with, the, the Boba's Palace and uh, the N1 Starfighter. They're not here to did show. Did you order off. the? Um... Did you order the, uh, the the Mando set with Luke Skywalker? Oh, see now I couldn't find that one on Lego.com, but it's is it it's like Luke Skywalker and like some dark troopers, a little little battle pack. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know if I've that one was available for pre-order, at least, or it sold out or something. But no, no, I got my eyes on it. It may not be up for order yet. I don't know. Yeah, our collection corner isn't just action figures. It can be anything. We get books. We get posters. Mm -hmm. um, heck, I know Scruffy at one point gave me a, a piece of old Empire Strikes Back wallpaper that I still have on display. So, a little tiny torn section of wallpaper. It's kind of cool. Mm. So, CJ, are you going to Nashville? No, I've never done a Comic-Con. So, I... Oh see which which one gets me gets me into it but 
Yeah. Is that ICCC? That's that's the Nashville one. Yeah, that's the Nashville one. Uh, the end of April. Okay. You guys, what do you guys like to do there? Uh, it's our first time, but uh, the boys there are uh, taking down parts of their. Co- well, Scruffy's taking down a bunch of his collection, and I think uh, DB's going to add to his collection. And, uh, well, uh, well, Scruffy's adding to the collection. He just needs to sell some of it. So I want to <laughs> sell lots of large pieces to bring home really, really, really expensive small pieces. How's that? <laughs> so I will not come home with money in my pocket. I'll still be broke. For sure. I will I will be I'll be running around kind of doing more podcast stuff. Um, but I definitely will be will, will be watching, especially for Gonk Droids, uh, to help Scruffy build his army. Oh yes. Um, we have to he's he's on the path to creating an army of a hundred gonk droids. And uh, we will get him there one of these days. We're on number twenty six so far. Um, so for me, for the week, uh, uh, the Funko Wampa arrived that DB, uh, got ordered for me from Amazon and he's pretty cool. He's still sitting on the corner of my desk at work. Um, and then, uh, I know you guys are, I can always already see the eyes rolling, but for Valentine's day, my wife, Mrs. Brown leader actually got me star Wars measuring spoons and I'll tell you, I'm actually pretty geeked about them because they will be well used. And uh, okay, that's uh, actually kind of awesome. <laughs> I am so not rolling my eyes. That's cool. <laughs> no, de- no, definitely not. Yeah, I was very excited when she when she gave me those. I thought those were pretty cool. If um, I thought I could actually add those to my kitchen, I would, along with the Darth Vader toaster. But that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then I do have ICC updates, uh, from the last time we, we, uh, talked about them. Uh, we're 72 days away as of recording this episode. So getting closer, um, the vendor club and artist tables are all sold out. All the press passes have been issued. They posted all those updates today. And basically, uh, there is a wait list at this point that you can get onto on the ICC website. If you're interested in in any of those. Um, they've added two more guests since we last talked. Uh, Jeffrey Cantor, who uh, is an actor that was in uh, the Netflix Marvel Daredevil and Punisher. He played Mitchell Ellison, who was like a newspaper reporter. He kind of helped the, uh, the heroes of those shows um, uh, kind of progress the story and find out the truth, you know, for the, the news side of things. He's got... 97 credits on IMDb, mostly TV series, but he was in a film uh, that I, I I enjoyed. It was very interesting. It was one of the Coen Brothers' lesser-known ones called Hail Caesar. It's kind of an oddball movie, um, but he was he was in that. And then the other person that they announced was Matt Latner, who we all know yeah. as the voice of Anakin uh, in all of the animated stuff. He was also, he is an actor in real life. As we know, he played the Republic soldier on the prison barge in Mando season one. Um, And then the other interesting role that he's had that I thought, uh, or that I thought was interesting was 
And I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen this, but Netflix came out with a show last year when they were really pushing all their new content called Jupiter's Legacy. And it's a Josh Duhamel uh, lead, and it's kind of a, a weird superheroes kind of thing, uh, kind of a lighter version of Invincible in a way. Um, not that I've seen Invincible, but from what I know about Invincible. But um, it's kind of a cool show. I enjoyed the first season. I had a good time watching it. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with that, and I, you know, rarely miss a Josh Duhamel show. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's that's Mrs. DB. Never mind. <laughs> well, there's. I'll have to let her know about that, so then you, <laughs> you'll uh, you'll end up watching it. Is it Josh Duhamel in like a? It's like a white beard and like a mullet. Is he like playing Zeus or something in that? Or is, are they all like uh, a Zeus-like character? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all original characters, and um, Matt Latner. So it's they. They have really long lifespans, and it kind of gets into the origins of how they got their powers. Um, they were just normal people back in the twenties, but uh, they've had really long lifespans. He's kind of like the Superman of the group, um, but he's aging, and his kids are now like you know in their early twenties and trying to. One wants to be a hero, one doesn't. It, it's a good story. It's worth a watch. So um, there, there's a mullet in this? That's that's what caught my attention. I heard mullet. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited from, from about this. From the trailers though. that I've seen, I saw a mullet, but maybe I haven't seen mm -hmm. the trailer in a while. I remember I added it to my list, but because it wasn't out yet, I haven't actually watched it. Bring the mullet back. <laughs> um... The, uh, they revealed the third exclusive action figure um, for ICCC, which is Ahsoka. So she joins. Uh, and the picture they released was an unpainted version, so it was all gray. But uh, So they'll have Jedi Luke, uh, the Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. And then last time they revealed like the Boba Fett, the article they had posted said two more characters. But then this article also said two more characters. So I'm not quite sure if they're going to have a total of four or five. Um, but the one thing that started squeezing the wallet, the one detail that I read was that they'll be, you know, they're exclusive, limited quantities, and in different packaging each day. Oh, oh yeah. So that means three of each action figure just to get all the packaging. <sighs> exactly. Well, that, that's what I thought, DB. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Have they announced uh, a price for any of these yet? Yeah, they haven't posted anything that I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, but then, and then the last thing, it's in conjunction with ICC, but tomorrow on the 17th, which will be long after this episode gets aired, but um, I don't know if you guys have heard of What's Not. It's a new website that I've seen, I've heard commercials for. Um, it's kind of a community marketplace uh, auction type site for collectibles, uh, not just Star Wars, but all sorts of things. And tomorrow uh, on the 17th at noon central time, Michael Havens, who is one of the lead people of the whole ICCC program, um, he and Daniel Logan are going to be doing a special main event uh, tomorrow on the site. And... There is a special code somewhere online that if you use the code to register, you get 10 free dollars in credit. I think you can find that through ICC or something, but um, they say action figures starting as low as $1 on the site. So Ooh. 
It's uh, definitely, I didn't think you guys had heard of that. So I've been hearing commercials for it lately and I wanted to bring that up to you guys. So it was a perfect, perfect uh, time I'm, for that. I'm already looking for it. <laughs> at one o'clock central? Uh, noon central. So oh. one o'clock our time. Oh, I have an appointment at one fifteen. Darn it. Mm. I can I already hear. I, I can already hear my wallet screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be kind of like yeah, the new the new. Um, I don't know if that'd be eBay or what it is for you know community marketplace for for collectibles. So, give me that name one more time. What not? Um, w h a t n o t whatnot, and I think it might be whatnot.com. If I'm not mistaken, what but you can find it is. you can find links from the ICC C posts um, that they've been doing, and uh, and yeah, Michael Havens and Daniel Logan have they they've known each other for a while, I guess. So we're gonna oh. have to butter butter up Mr. <coughs> Havens a little bit more uh, when we go down there. So. And there's a link to comic books here. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Let's see how much I can spend tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's it for Collection Corner, unless anybody else has anything additional uh, for that section. Hey, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but um, they've, they've licensed some new Indiana Jones stuff. <laughs> talked about that the last two oh, weeks db that's right that's yeah right. yeah does does he come with a walker now <laughs> you mean me or indiana jones both of you yes <laughs> i bring that now, up every week so if it, anybody's wondering it's gonna be a one of those newfangled electric scooters <laughs> but, uh, couldn't he just get like a hover mixer like the the mods oh Hover mixer. Hover mixer. KitchenAid brand. I love that meme. Absolutely love that meme. Um, moving on into Star Wars news. Uh, they. It's all over Twitter, so it must be true um, that uh, <laughs> Jimmy uh, Smits is going to be. It got leaked that Jimmy Smits is going to be reprising his role as the ever sexy Bail Organa in uh, the Obi Wan series. Um, this spring. Really? Ever sexy? Mm-hmm. He's a handsome man. What are you talking about? Go back CJ, and watch L.A. CJ, Law. got any, uh, any thoughts on that? I'm, I'm nodding my head. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a book. Uh, I think that's a Legends book that I really like. It's like Obi-Wan and Bail Organa's relationship, and Bail Organa's like carrying Obi-Wan. Uh, so, yeah, I ship it. Bail and, Bail and Obi-Wan. Let's... <laughs> see that in the obi-wan show um you know and actually i really they when they cast him in the prequels as bail organa he has such a screen presence that and uh and in rogue one you know i'd like to know more about the character honestly i wouldn't mind if they did some canon stuff uh with bail organa oh definitely Especially as you know, during if they tight if they did some sort of backstory uh, around Revenge of the Sith, how you know those deleted scenes where uh, he and Padme and others were starting to form kind of that resistance against Palpatine, you know storylines along that I think would be pretty cool. And uh, 
I really like how, yeah, I, I just, you know, Bail Organa was always just a, just a name before, but I think Jimmy, they, when they cast Jimmy Smith, so I, I really think they nailed it on the head with that one. Um, a couple birthday wishes. Uh, first one uh, for the recently departed uh, Jeremy Bullet. Today would have been his birthday. Uh, the the one and true Boba Fett. You guys got to stop perpetuating the myth that Boba Fett's some kind of badass. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting an hour for that. <laughs> uh, it's also uh, Doug Chang's birthday, and he is, you know, been basically it's his designs that have uh, been Star Wars since the prequels. I do um, believe he created the N1 Naboo Starfighter. Mm-hmm. He did. Yes, he did. Yep. Um, so he is uh, uh, definitely a uh, been a staple of Star Wars uh, for a long, long time for Lucasfilm. Um, I came across something that said that uh, Ahsoka should start filming in April. So kind of uh, about time for that. Um, and then the uh, other last thing I had, which was uh, last night, um, and CJ, you may, may have seen this on Twitter. Uh, somebody had tweeted at uh, Carl Weathers um, at talking about how they couldn't wait for season three of Mando and asked if he was going to uh, direct an episode. And he did say he is directing an episode in season three of Mando. Yeah. So I uh, think that's pretty darn cool. Uh, his episode, I actually was just rewatching it before we recorded tonight. And uh, very fun episode, and I'd like to see him do more for sure uh, behind the director's chair. So Apollo Creed's good with me. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Do you think we'll get the return of uh, Gene's guy? I remember that was from his episode. I would. Guy in the oh, corner yes, oh, yes. I want to see I that in every that. episode of his. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. That would be an alleged. That would become such a legendary Easter egg. For every Carl Weathers directed episode, you gotta find Gene Guy somewhere in the background. I want the I, action figure. I want the action figure. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I had for Star Wars news. Did you guys have anything? Nope. Oh, the Lego Lego Naboo uh, Mandalorian ship was my big uh, my big update. Mm-hmm. I heard we were having a really cool comic book guy on the show tonight. Is that true? <laughs> Yes, TB. Oh, got the skinny. Oh, there he is. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Scruff, can you text? Can you can you text Mrs. DB and tell her she's got to bring down his meds? <laughs> it's been oh. a long day, kids. It's been a long day. Yeah, she's bringing him some meds. All right. <laughs> um, Looks an awful our... lot like a baseball bat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. Well, I guess we'll start to wrap up then. Uh, again, I'd like to thank CJ for uh, joining us tonight and giving us a wealth of information on uh, the Star Wars comics. Uh, make sure to check him out on his uh, podcast, uh, The Star Wars Skinny. And CJ, where can our listeners find you on social? Yeah, I, as you know, as, as you were trying to promote the show, and I don't have a, a, a Facebook or Instagram set up for, for my new podcast yet, but on Twitter you can find me at Star Wars Skinny. Um, it was, it's 
my strategy for getting onto Twitter, it was just get on there, like follow some other podcasts, get to know some people. And you guys were one of the first to follow me back. Of course, Rule Rule Farm Boy was up there too. So the guy's a legend. Uh, I don't know how he finds podcasts so fast, but he was listening like from day one, it seems like. So shout out to, to the Farm Boy. Uh, you can also find me at uh, Droopy McCool 35. So the legendary Return of the Jedi character playing the flute. Uh, Droopy McCool 35 on Oculus if you want to get skinny with me. So, Scruffy, I'm looking at you if you're going to buy one. Let's play some Beat Saber. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, very cool. And uh, it, the podcast, it's available on most services. I know it's on Spotify. That's where I listen to it. Uh, Apple and all of those kinds of sites. I've got it on Spotify and Apple. You've hit the two. I'm, I'm doing a great job right. promoting it by only putting it on two uh, two platforms. So it's exclusive. <laughs> if you want the skinny, you gotta you gotta sign up for Spotify or Apple. Yeah, <laughs> right on, right on. Keep, keep it exclusive. Um, so yeah, so uh, if you'd like to reach uh, Hyperspace Heroes, you can. Oh, you have a website too. If if they want to reach on your on your not your website or uh, your email, uh, if if listeners want to reach on that, yeah. what's your what's your email? Yeah, if you have any questions on Star Wars comics or you want the skinny on anything, you can find me at thestarwarsskinny at gmail.com. Also in my, my Twitter bio, I think, I or in my pinned tweet on Twitter, I have a link where you could leave a, a voice message if you want to do it that way as well. I was very impressed that you've already had voicemail messages. That's awesome. Uh, we've been promoting that for a while and we still haven't gotten one yet, so... I, I got one from my sister, and I asked her to do it. So uh, I'm still looking for my first <laughs> real voicemail. Um, it's just through Anchor, so maybe people go there and they're like, "Oh, I got to log into Anchor." So it's not like a true voicemail hotline, but yeah, yeah, we we utilize Anchor as well. So I know I know what that's right. like. Um, well, I'll give yours right, a ring, well, and you give mine a ring. Make sure it works. All right, right, right on, yeah. right sure. on. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely do that. Um, so yeah, so if you'd like to, uh, there's all the ways you can get a hold of CJ uh, at, and get the skinny on things. Um, to get a hold of Hyperspace Heroes, you know, you can, uh, we're on all the streaming services. Make sure to leave both of our podcasts, five-star reviews, hearts, likes, three thumbs up, whatever it is that uh, you want to uh, rate us. Um, and then uh, Hyperspace Heroes, you can find us on all the three major social sites. Uh, we are not as cool as CJ and we're not on TikTok, but um, or Oculus yet, but uh, Scruffy will be on there soon. It sounds yeah, like I didn't feel like plugging uh, the TikTok channel. I, I don't know if, if, if that's uh, your crowd. I don't know if I, I I'll, I'll plug the TikTok. That's also Droopy McCool thirty five. If if you want to find me there, I've got a, a more extensive following there than than on Twitter as of this point. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and for being on the show tonight, uh, CJ, uh, you are now an honorary member of Brown Squadron. Uh, so welcome to the crew. Um, your designation is Brown Six. Brown Six. Uh, as you are, yes, our second guest. And like um, for call sign, uh, call sign, we thought we would uh, give you the call sign of Droopy McCool. I'll take it. If, if that works for you. I'll take it. All right. As long as there's All no right. copyright infringement from calling myself Droopy McCool. Uh, right, right, right. Star Wars character. But I, he, he seems to have blown up in the sail barge. I don't think he's going to come after us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him, him and Max. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Doug. Yeah. 
This, yeah, Max yes, blew up. Doug. That was Doug. Yes. I'm aware. Yes. Of, I'm aware of Doug Gate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Doug Gate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm still pushing that, and I'm not going to stop pushing that. So, um, all right. Well, uh, since you've listened to a couple of our episodes, uh, you you may have caught how we end each episode. Uh, I'll do the sign off, and then we're all gonna. In our best unison of a mismatch, we're going to uh, close with that snow moon. So uh, if you guys are ready, uh, let's. this is uh, Brown Leader signing off for the group, and we will get out of here. And you have been listening to Hyperspace Heroes. That That's snow no moon. moon. <laughs> All right. <laughs>